Let me explain something to you. Whenever you come in here and interrupt me, you're breaking my concentration. You're distracting me. And it will then take me time to get back to where I was. Understand? Wilmington, Delaware. It's Behind the Mic, the radio show that talks about whatever. Join us now as we dive into a variety of topics, from entertainment to politics and every aspect of life in between, mixed with a little fun, frolic, and mayhem. Now, without further ado, here is your host of Behind the Mic, Joel Mahalik. Hey, what's happening? It's like, just kidding. Welcome, welcome to the show. It's Behind the Mic show. Oddly enough, I am Joel Mahalik. I promise you. And I welcome you to the show. Uh, it is the Behind the Mic show. With me, uh, sitting here at the table, is our good friend Bear Fan Ron from the Bear Fan Ron Show at uh, Full Gamut Radio. One of these days, Ron, I'll just stop saying that because you're such a staple here. <laughs> I mean, I, I I do it though, in, you know, to plug your show for you. I understand that. Thank you. But eventually, it's just going to be like, uh, yeah, Ron's here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> people are going to be like, oh joy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Welcome, Ron. Say, say hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Thanks for listening. Yeah, there you go. Just yeah. mellow as, and, and matter-of-factly. That's right. Your delivery is so... I don't know. I mean, you live in like one of the most uptight parts of the nation, but you're just, your delivery is just, just there, man. That's because when I come here, everything's just... Flowers and sunshine. Yeah, well, you, I mean, you sound like so, you're someone hosting a radio show in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that. You're so laid back. <laughs> so, uh, welcome. Uh, the magician behind, the frustrated magician behind the glass tonight, Mr. Tony Richards, may pop in later on as we discuss later on on the show. Well, hello there. How about, how about now? How are you doing, sir? Fine. How are you? I was going to say, Ron, being a staple on the show would be kind of tacky, wouldn't it? Oh, never mind. Wow. <laughs> boom. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll go back behind the glass. Jeez. I can tell Later. when I'm not wanted. I'm going to go get a guest. Later tonight uh, on the show, we will be discussing Cops Gone Wild. Uh, that, is the, that is the humorous, the humor way of putting it, although it's not very humorous. And so Ron and I will discuss that later on the show. In a couple of moments here... Uh, we will be uh, having a conversation with uh, Christian pop singer Natasha Natasha Owens. Get my vowels straight. And uh, we'll also be listening to her uh, big hit, I Made It Through, off the uh, self-titled, not self-titled, off the, how would you say that, Ron? The CD is I Made It Through and the title track, there it is. Yeah, there it is. And we'll listen to the title track of the LP, I Made It Through, right here on the show. And uh, so we'll be uh, we will be reaching out 
as they say, letting our fingers do the walking all the way to Texas to uh, bring Natasha here. And she'll be here any moment. Uh, I want to remind everybody as a programming note that this Sunday on the big show, Brock LaRob will be in the house. And I know that excites you, Ron. Yes, it does. Uh, he, and he sent me a message. He's, you, know, you know what I realized? He sends me the same message a couple days before the show. <laughs> he sends the same message. We have much to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it wouldn't be so much if he got here a little sooner in between visits. But, hey, we're on, we, are, uh, we succumb to his schedule. Exactly. As we do with all of our regulars, and we appreciate that time. So he'll be here Sunday, 8 o'clock uh, Eastern Time on the big show, uh, on the big network. The, your, your show of shows. Who used to say that? Oh, gosh. Who was the show of shows? Come I'm on. I'm drawing a blank, but I remember. Was it, wasn't, it, that. wasn't it Ringling Brothers? Was that the show of shows? Well, I thought Ringling Brothers was the greatest show on earth. Your show of shows. What was that? I thought okay, there was you know what? We're going to get back minute. to that. We're going to get back to that later on in the show. Uh, and in fact, let me give out the phone number real quick before we bring the guest on. In case anybody has a wants a, you know, that, that, there's a challenge. If you who was the sh- what was the show of shows? Help us out. Uh, call us later though uh, with that answer if you if you dare eight six six four one seven four three five nine. That's again eight six six four one seven four three five nine. Of course, you can also reach us at facebook.com. Slash behind the mic, spelled as the man's name is, M-I-K-E. And without further ado, we welcome to the program uh, Christian pop singer Natasha Owens. Good evening, Natasha, and welcome. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for joining us. So you hail all the way from Texas. Can you tell that my accent is not from New York? Well, you know, I... I have I have to tell you I I expected a heavier accent because you were from Texas, <laughs> but it, it's really not bad. Are you from like northern Texas? Well, yeah, we're from the Dallas area, but uh, I I grew up in Tennessee, so it's kind of a mixture. I have people here in Texas ask me where I'm from all the time. So, <laughs> well, you know what I got to tell you, uh, I like the southern accent. Period. I mean, south of the Mason Dixon line doesn't matter. Most, I'd say 90, 95% of the accents south of the Mason-Dixon line, I love them. So uh, you're well, welcome thank here you. your accent. So, Natasha, tell us a little bit about yourself, your calling card. This is your turn, your time to be a verbal uh, presentation of yourself. Well, you know, back about four years ago, I went through something just life-changing. My father passed away suddenly, and... Um, you know, after I dealt with the shock and the and the grief and the depression and all the emotions that you go through whenever you're dealing with with a loss, um, it was it was restoration type music, music that has hope and and love and uh, in it that really pulled me out. So when I had the opportunity to do the CD, I said it has to be that type of project because you know everybody's going through something these days that is faith-shaking, life-shaking, and, um, you know, if I can just give them a little bit of hope at, to know that not only God loves them, but there's people out there that that um, truly care for the broken and the wounded, you know, just to, just to hang on until they get a little bit of help. So that's kind of how this whole project came about. Right, and there's no doubt uh, at all on my part, uh, 
when you say that, uh, you know, right now, I mean, whether it is uh, personal or because of uh, some of the things going on, you know, uh, throughout yeah. the nation economically and job losses and stuff, yes, you're right, there's always some sort of, everybody, I think, I, I, I think some sort of negativity prob- probably touches everybody. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, everybody you come in contact with is either coming out of something or facing the, the worst trial of their life, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so it's just it's just to spread good word of hope and cheer and uh, just just to remind them. You know, because when you come to a crossroad in in your life, when, when something happens, you either get further away or closer to God. At least that was in my experience. So it's just kind of get them... A little bit of hope to hang on until until they can make it through. You know, I'm a living testimony um, with with my life that that I made it through something very very rough. You know, right now, would you uh, have have you been singing and performing prior to this? I mean, it has it, did this all just come at once? Um, partially come at once. Um, I've sang all my life. I come from a musical family, mm-hmm. um, and the past. For about three years, I was a musical director for a church, led praise and worship, and uh, so. But this is the first CD, and this is the first, um, um, you know, big stages that that I've been on. I've had a lot of opportunities since uh, May for his doors opening up that I've, I'm, you know, very humble and very fortunate to be able to do. Right. And the and the CD, which by the way, everybody is as I said earlier, is titled "I Made It Through." And in a moment here, we're going to listen to the title track. Uh, the, so the CD is sort of like start to finish is, is this journey. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, when you put them in a certain order, we did not do that on the CD, but when you put them in a certain order, it's almost like the beginning of the trial to all the way making it through. Mm-hmm. They all have a common thread throughout them. And and it kind of tells a story, you know. So you didn't put them Different all in order? Different phases. Now, Right. So was not putting them in order, was that like a puzzle for the for the listener? <laughs> no, what what we did, yeah, kind of kind of just to, to see if you can figure out whenever you're listening to them um, which one would go ahead of each other. They're pretty easy to figure out. The way we did them is like I would uh, do them in a church service. You know, you start out always kind of fast and bring it down and bring it back up so that it kind of has a flow. And mm-hmm. it, by the time you get to the end of the song, uh, or the end of the CD, um, you're kind of not tired of it because you kind of don't know what's coming next. You know, they're all very different, very different right. songs. Now, so you say there's a particular order, but uh, could one say that the order may be changeable depending on, uh, you know, how the person listening maybe is feeling? Absolutely. It, it, Absolutely. And so, in, 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 say, in saying that, the order that you suggest that it would be in is the order it, it is in for the way that you would be feeling. That's right, and and it may be, um, you know, I've I've had tons of family and friends listen to it before it came out to give me their true opinion and so forth, and and just about every single one of them um, came away with something different depending on what they were going through in their life, what stage mm-hmm. they were in their life. They kind of had a different spin on it. So, um, you know, you, you can't kind of put, you can't put the CD in, in a box, so to say. Right, right. Uh, one of the most, uh, uh, 
what I think is one of the best tracks that I've heard on, on the CD is, of course, I Made It Through, which, uh, and I know that that track means a lot to you, and there's a lot of what you went through, there's a lot of your heart that you have poured into that song, yeah. and, uh, you know, it, it, could, could you briefly kind of take us through, like, the meaning of that song, like, before, you know, before we, we play it? We're going to play it here, but maybe you can kind of set it up for us. Yeah, um, when you're going through something, it, it seems very dark sometimes, and, and some sometimes you don't feel like anybody's around, not even God. And when you, it's like going, I picture it like going through a tunnel, and you finally, there's a point in your trial, in your situation, where you finally see the light of day. And for the first time, I remember there was a specific point when I felt that I was, you know, on my way to true healing. And it's like you you have sun on your face, and for the first time you're seeing that sun, and it's warm on your face. And there is such a emotions that come with that particular moment. There's mm-hmm. thankfulness to God for bringing you out. There's relief. For the first time, you're actually able to breathe. And that's what this song's about. When, when you're coming out of that tunnel in that first moment when you can just close your eyes and take a deep breath and breathe out and feel freedom for the first time in a long time. So that's what this song means to me. And that's a great setup, and, uh, and and maybe it means something similar, maybe something different to everybody, but um, we're going to play it. Here it is, Natasha Owens, I Made It Through. Oh, maybe he's not ready yet. Okay. <laughs> we'll give him another moment. Yep, there it goes.
behind the mic show. And we're on the phone with Natasha Owens. That was her song, I Made It Through. Natasha, uh, simply in one word, beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm very humbled I, by, by those words. It does have a great message. It's, uh, it's such a, it is a powerful song. And uh, Ron and I were just actually talking about that <clears throat> during the song. It's very powerful. And uh, so I, I know you're doing a lot of ministry work. You're delivering, uh, you know, uh, hope and healing messages. But uh, I wanted to note that you're, you've also, you also work uh, with addiction uh, uh, issues. Not, not yourself, but you, you do some work with uh, addiction as well. Yeah, it's, it's one ministry that falls underneath restoration. You know, it's, mm -hmm. um, you, you find a lot of heartbreaking stories within the, uh, the realm of addiction. Absolutely. Um, we've, we've been able to do a lot of things through, uh, through AA, through um, um, a cancer um, charity, also a restoration project as well. Hmm. That's, uh, but it, that is a, but addiction that's addiction is a is a subject that that not only touches the the person who is addicted but it, it touches everybody around them as well. You know, mm -hmm. they all fall under the restoration categories. Yeah, that is uh, you know having uh, you know dealt with it, not myself, but you know being as you say, you know, people who are surrounded by that addiction certainly are affected one way or the other, pulled in. So um, I think it's fascinating that uh, you do work in that area as well. I, I applaud you for that. Uh, you keep pretty busy with uh, with everything you're doing. Plus, you've crossed over into country and pop, which yeah, is not easy some of to these, do. Some of the music is, is touching into all three genres, um, I, you know. Which, which really excites me. You know, some of the typical religious uh, people, the Christians, uh, when I say this, you're going to understand exactly where I'm coming from, so just bear with me a second. When when they hear that my music is being played on the rock stations or the country stations, you know, people have frowned upon that. And they're mm -hmm. like, you are a Christian artist, you need to stay a Christian artist. And I said, well, what you don't understand is that, warms my heart more than it being played on Christian stations, because people who wouldn't normally choose Christian music, it's being brought to them. And wow. my, my music, um, a lot of Rodettes are, are saying this, it's not, it's not so pushy either. You know, some Christian music really uh, wants to push the agenda, their agenda, and, you know, my music doesn't necessarily have God in every other word. It has a higher power. It, it points to a higher, higher power in me. Right, right. But it's not so pushy, and, and that's one thing that people who aren't Christians or aren't typically listening to Christian music, they are gravitating toward my music because of that. Right, and I was saying, too, that uh, yeah, and that's probably uh, one, one of uh, you know, the bigger catalysts to doing that, and that's not easy to do. Cross, you know, crossing over to those other genres is not easy. To do, and uh, but I think it's because of what you're doing, and because of how uh, you know how fantastic your music is. I think that is what, believe it or not, not to make it sound so easy, but that's what makes it seem so easy for these Aww. other people 
from those genres to pick it up and take it over. Because, you know, the, working with musicians for a long time beyond working on radio, yeah. uh, it, that's just not, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. It's not heard of a lot. And you've, you know, in the short time you've been, that you've been doing this, you know, you've done something that, that has taken other artists many more years to do. Yeah, yeah, and and God, God is just in that. You know, I, I've had people say, you know, you need to stay in the Christian realm. What are you doing? You need to create your own identity within the Christian genre. And and my response to that is, there is a world of hurting people, and it's people who listen to all genres of music. So, is if this music can cross into as many genres as it can, then I welcome that. I welcome it. Right, and I and I just think that's uh, that, that's great, and you know, I keep it going, girl. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you, 2014 is going to be a blur because uh, we have a lot of really cool things happening um, this year, starting in starting in a month or so. So, you know, just keep keep me in your prayers that we can all keep it balanced. You know, oh, absolutely. we we have to stay focused on what we're doing too. Right, right. Now, do you have another CD on the horizon? Yeah, we've actually cut the uh, the next single to the next song to the next CD. Uh, our goal is to release a single every three months to the radio. Um, I've got a radio okay. tour starting next month um, for this CD, uh, but before we continue on to the next. But the next song is very different. It's not a traditional um, Christian song. I think it's going to do very well in country and very well in pop as well. Ooh. Well, I'm excited. You're going to send it to us, right? I, absolutely, and it's got a it's got a great meaning to it. So, uh, you know, I think that will make the Christian genre happy as well. But uh, and, uh, we got a tour starting um, with uh, we're working out a tour with Jason Crabb, some with Michael W. Smith, and uh, this year. So it's going to be pretty exciting. We'll be able to reach a lot of people in a short amount of time. I think. That sounds really exciting. The, now, the, the CD that's out right now, I made it through. You, for more information about it, NatashaOwensMusic.com. But, Natasha, before I let you go, where can people go to get the CD? They can download it from iTunes, Amazon, Spotify. It's on every download site out there. Uh, CD Baby, you can get the physical CDs through them or Amazon. Um, or you can contact me through my website, and, and we can get our, our guys to send you one directly. So um, lots of places to, in order to, to inquire about it. Well, we're going to... And be, also... Gonna, yes. Uh, go ahead. Also, if you guys will check me out on my Facebook, it's Natasha Owens Music. Um, I would love, love, to, love to be able to have you as a follower and um, be able to know exactly what we're doing when we're doing it i'm all over it. in fact my broadcast partner here uh has already been all over it so he's oh. he's, he's, t- he's telling cool. me I'm, I'm i'm far behind so <laughs> uh yeah get with it get with it <laughs> i certainly will uh we're also going to pa- put uh your website information up on our blog which uh okay. stays on the internet as as long as eternity i suppose it's always oh, going to be there so we'll be constantly linked up to you and uh, I wish you the best of luck. That's number one. Number two, you have to come back with the with the new music. I'm excited about the new track. I will. And I will. Uh, stay in touch and come back and share more music with us. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for supporting my music. It means a lot to me. I appreciate it. 
You're very welcome, Natasha. Thanks for stopping by, and uh, good luck to you, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you soon. You too. God bless. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Ladies and gentlemen, Natasha Owens, NatashaOwensMusic.com. Go get the CD. You heard uh, the title track, and there's more like that right behind it on the CD. So there you have it. Uh, Ron and I are going to step out for a quick break. I suppose I better head over to Facebook and uh, look up Natasha Owens on Facebook. And when we come back, cops going wild. How about it? 866-417-4359. Facebook.com slash behind the mic. M-I-K-E, spelled as the man's name is. That's all I got for right now, so it's all on you. When we get back, this is the Behind the Mic Show on the WQYB Radio Network. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Behind the Mic Show. For those of you just joining us, give us a call. Toll free, 866-417-4359. That's 866-417-4359. So I use my computer every day. I'm not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and running the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue. And you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure that you are getting dependable, and affordable service. Call today, 302-261-5397 or email pctechrescue at gmail.com. Streaming 24 hours, 7 days a week. You're listening to Full Gamut Radio at fgrn.net. This is Joe Perry. And Steven Tyler of Aerosmith for Red. You know, it's okay to rock and roll and party down. Just don't get in that 2,000-pound bullet when you're done and cocked. And please don't drink and drive. I'm the one that jaded you. A reminder that friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the Ad Council, U.S. Department of Transportation, National Association of Broadcasters, and RAD. TalkSuperStation.com. Talk. Spoken here. And here's my cell phone number, the number of the restaurant. Honey, come on. He'll be fine. The odds of a babysitter calling 911, 1 in 1,400. The odds of a child being diagnosed with autism, 1 in 150. Here are some of the signs. No big smiles or other joyful expressions by six months. No back and forth sharing of sounds or facial expressions by nine months. And no babbling by 12 months. To learn more of the signs, visit AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. In a world of radio with one man who is named Joe Mahowick. You're offering me a bribe. 
what you have just done is illegal. And in this state, if convicted, you could be fined up to five thousand dollars, or spend six months in a correctional facility. Can we do it one more time without, you know, the, uh, the, uh, you know, the, the long Joel? You're listening to Joe Maholic on the Behind the Mic Radio Show. And remember, the Behind the Mic Radio Show is brought to you by water. It's everywhere. It's wet. You need it. Behind the Mic. Welcome back to Behind the Mic. Uh, apparently, your show of shows was an NBC show. But, uh, Ron, thanks for the link. You know what I realized when I looked at the link is... Um, I didn't even realize it was a show on NBC. However, the next link under the first one uh, was a Mummers link. Uh-huh. And that's what the Mummers used to call their New Year's Day parade, your show of shows. So that's where we are. So I wonder, can I call this your show of shows? Go for it. Can I do that? Will I get in trouble? I don't think so. Tony, can, Tony, I, get, can, I, can I get in trouble? Tony might be upset. Right. Uncle Tony Soprano, can you tell us about that? I don't know how to talk to the mob guys and find <laughs> out, okay? Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> He just imagine. Can you just picture Tony behind the glass there, just stroking a cat on his lap? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Behind the Mic Show. I'm Joel Mahalik here with uh, Ron. You gotta get pussy somehow. <laughs> I, I, Ron, I just can't say Ron. I I, I thought about it for the, for like the three minutes of break. I can't just say Ron. We need. We talked about this before. We need something, or I'm going to keep saying Bear Fan Ron. We need something else. Uh, I thought I thought he was my cousin. <laughs> Ron Richards. God <laughs> that forbid. Was, that was funny, but I mean, you know, we we need a serious moniker for him now. <laughs> oh, that. That was bad enough, huh? Oh, about, I, got, I got you. About, how about Ron, Ron Van Gotti? There you go. <laughs> I don't know. Jesus. Bear fan Ron, the other side of the table. And Tony, Uncle Tony Soprano behind the glass. And that's all I have. Good night. Sorry. Uh, phone number 866-417-4359. 866-417-4359. Join me on Facebook.com slash Behind the Mic. You can post there if you'd like as well. Uh, but right now, on your show of shows, <laughs> I can't resist. I love that. Don't you like that? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, right now on the show, we're going to talk about Cops Gone Wild. This is, uh, we alluded to this a little bit on Sunday night, right? Didn't we? Or was it after the show Sunday that we were talking about it? Did we did we allude to this at all, Tony, on on the show Sunday? I think we alluded to something. I don't remember now. The, 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 well, I was quaaluding to something. Yeah, no, yeah. really. <laughs> <laughs> Any, <laughs> anyway, you were pretty we, mellow Sunday night. We have this serious epidemic 
going on in this country. I mean, from sea to shining sea. Doesn't seem to be in any particular location. And it's been going on for some time, maybe longer. It's just that it's being it, 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 it's coming out more and more now. And it's police officers who are abusing their power and using excessive force to the point of murder. And yeah. I started really hammering this point on Facebook because every day, every day, and I say that without exaggeration, every day you can look on, on the Internet and you will find news about a cop who has beaten someone to death, shot someone to death, beaten somebody within an inch of their life, and the the first thing that really has my goad going this week that even brought this whole thing up, uh, where I said to myself, uh, we're, we're going to talk about this on uh, on on Wednesday night, is you know, uh, in Fullerton, California, two police officers were found not guilty in the death of Kelly Thomas. Uh, if you don't know who Kelly Thomas is. I'll give you a quick uh, 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 thingamabobber. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Kelly Thomas, who, uh, who he was a homeless, schizophrenic man, but still homeless. Uh, he was approached by police officers Manuel Ramos and Jay Cicinelli, and they were charged with striking Kelly Thomas with a baton and stun gun in a beating that left him comatose. Whereas he died five five days later. Now, this was all captured on I don't know. It was like a forty eight minute video, surveillance video from a parking garage nearby. And those two police officers started, and it turned out to be by the time the video is over, there's like eight cops there. <clears throat> now, so the district attorney. Orange County District Attorney Tony Rakagakagakagas um, said that they're not going to pursue charges on a third officer. Yeah, they're not going to waste time on this. Basically, <clears throat> this video was shown throughout the entire trial. But the prosecution and defense had different versions, different interpretations of what was, of what was going on. Now, I don't know if anyone here on my staff has watched this. I watched that entire video. Okay. Now, the, 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 the prosecution, I'm sorry, the defense, says that the police officers were, let me find it here. Uh, what did they say? Uh, video capture. Okay. Pro, here, we, here we go. Prosecutors said the video captured a real-time homicide with the officers beating a homeless man even as he called out for help. I'll get back to that in a second. Defense attorneys said it showed two policemen trying to restrain a violent suspect who possessed abnormal strength. I would encourage anybody to look up this video and uh, see if this guy looks like he has abnormal strength, first of all. Second of all, during the whole time, you can actually hear, because you can see on the video whether whoever was, whoever was in the security booth at this garage... Ron, 
when they yeah. saw it, you can see them pan and zoom in and turning the volume of the camera's microphone up. You can hear Kelly Thomas screaming for breath, telling the officers he can't breathe because they were sitting on him. Right. The coroner's office determined that Thomas died of brain damage from a lack of oxygen caused by chest compressions and other injuries sustained during his struggle with the police. Defense attorneys suggest that Thomas's death could be tied to a diseased heart damaged by previous drug use. So, a- anyway, afterwards, after he was unconscious because they put him in a coma, as you continue watching the tape, and all these other cops are there, you see, you can clearly hear a cop kind of dictating, you know, what, what they're going to do. You hear, and then you hear another cop, yeah, you see another cop, he's walking around the scene, he tells another cop, you got blood on your shoe, wipe that off. You know what I mean? So how can a jury watch that video, look at pictures of Kelly Thomas in the hospital with his, his head beaten inside out, and then acquit these police officers? I, it's, it is beyond me. It's beyond me. Because when I watched the video, I said they needed to hang. But these people watched the video, and he's not guilty. They're not guilty. They've gotten away with murder. So anyway, uh, yeah, I'm. I was just watching the video. Right. Just so. Well, I mean, I know it's very boring in the beginning because they sit there and just talk to him and harass him for like fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. And you know, and then just like out of nowhere, they just haul off and start beating the hell out of him. Uh, and by the way, uh, Ramos's attorney John Barnett told reporters these peace officers. Listen to the terminology. These peace officers were doing their jobs. They did what they were trained to do. So I submit to you that according to John Barnett, in Fullerton, California, the police, the peace officers there are trained to beat the shit out of you. That's what I submit to you. That's what they're trained to do. Clearly, he says, this is a quote, they, were, they did what they were trained to do. They're trained in Fullerton to kill homeless people. I know I'm I'm just I'm fabricating it beyond belief, but I'm really not. That is what this man clearly is saying. So anyway. So we will we'll put that story back in the file. And the next story I will submit to you. I just saw this one this morning, and it made me want to throw up. It really did. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, please don't autoplay on me. I hate these videos. Uh, so Michael Shane Abo, who's with the uh, Yamills Police Department, okay? And where is that anyway, by the way? Uh-huh. Doesn't say at the moment, but it'll say it somewhere. 
Anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. He, uh, yeah, thanks for the ad. Dude, seriously, I had this all printed out. This was all on paper for me, so I didn't have to look at these screens with all these ads. Uh, <laughs> he was arrested Saturday morning for first-degree assault and criminal mistreatment in the first de- criminal mistreatment in the first degree after beating a four-year-old boy so bad that he had to be airlifted to OHSU, and he's currently in critical condition. Okay. Uh, Michael Shane Abo, who is a police officer, uh, yes, uh, beat his girlfriend's four-year-old son in the critical condition. So, uh, <laughs> again, I, I, there's nowhere else for me to really go with that story. There's nothing else of meaning in that story. Yeah, I I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's harsh, isn't no, it? Yeah, I. Well, the, you know, we were talking about this last night. You know, getting ready for tonight, and it it, it just seems like the everything that's nuts, that's crazy, is just carrying over to every aspect of society. You know, and the, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. But, I mean, the for some, there totally may be questions of the brutality for the homeless man. You know, well, he was schizophrenic. Well, he was homeless, and, you know, he had issues. But a four-year-old kid? <laughs> you know, what's that? Right. I, you know. Well, <clears throat> well, see, now, to me, and again, I mean, you know, when you have time, Ron, watch that whole tape, though, of Kelly Thomas. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Obviously, a jury of his peers didn't see him as being... I'm getting a headache just talking about this. So apparently some people don't see it. I can't agree with that. Mm-hmm. I cannot agree with that. I saw another story today that I was... Not going to make a big deal out of it because there are, as you say, there's always some circumstances, and there are some circumstances to this. Uh, but apparently, in I want to say Oregon, I think it is. Ah, oh, man, I cannot remember. <laughs> excuse me, but this this deaf guy, excuse, excuse me, this deaf man was pulled over. And he rolled down his window, and he's got a placard on his door that says he's deaf. He has a special driver's license that says he's deaf. And uh, so the police pull him over. He rolls down his window, and he hands him the license. Now, according to according to members of his family and this and and, and a group of people that are trying to help this guy through this, they're saying that. Police officer immediately punched him in the face. A neighbor who saw it says the same thing, and then it can. What continued was a seven-minute beating of the guy, and you know he can't even open his eyes. Pictures of him in the hospital with his eyes like closed, shut, swollen shut. And uh, you know, but then the story goes on to say that there's another side of the story. The police are saying that he caused an accident and continued to flee. Now I don't know if that's still a reason to uh, beat a deaf man that badly for seven minutes, according to the neighbor witness. 
you know, I, I just don't know if that's enough. So there's, but there's one of those circumstances, substantial stories that you're talking about where, you know, there's some weirdness going on with this story, but still, mm-hmm. you know, I, there's just, who are these police officers to just put their hands on, on, on people in such violent ways? Yeah, I know. They're all psychopathic thugs. Yeah, it it almost seems like, in their mind, it's such a power struggle if you're just not totally compliant. And if they take it as you're you're playing a game or whatever, they're they're just going to flip on you. Right. I mean, that case with the (laughs) death man, everything's perfectly, you know, pointed out. This guy's hearing impaired. And they don't want to see it. I mean, I don't know that that one really tops it. <laughs> yeah. If I find you that story, if I find a story, uh, I'll send it to you. So if you want to turn it in as an ass clown of the week for the cops, you know. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, you know, it, but but it, it goes on and on and on and on. And it's not that I did talk before on a show. I know we covered this. Uh, police shooting dogs. That's insane. And I think when I reported on that, it was a story about the about police who shot a dog, a cop shot a dog seven times because he says he was in fear of his life. The dog was charging him. The dog had three legs and one tooth and was 13 years old. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You see what I'm saying? To common sense, man. These are like bad jokes. I and it does sound like bad jokes, but you cannot make this stuff up. This is what I think is the beginning of what you would call a police state, where you know these cops are just out of control. I don't know where they get these police officers. You know, um, well, I think it, I think in a way you're right. I mean, look at the government. I, there's definitely precedents for this. I mean, the people aren't stepping up and changing things. That's for sure. And, I mean, maybe that's the whole thing, a, a, a weird sense of entitlement to do what they want. I right. mean, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think what state it was. Michigan? Oh, man. I'm sure it's on the Facebook page somewhere. But a state out in the Midwest there. I'm going to guess Michigan. Or Minnesota. One of them not only worked up a bill, passed it through the state, the legislature, and the Senate, and signed by the governor, gave citizens the right to shoot police officers who enter their house without a warrant. Now, how do you like that? And there's two sides to that story when you look at all the comments. There's so many people up in arms about that. You know, and the FOP's up in arms about that. Stay out of my house if you don't have a warrant, man. Now, what is that? That's Fourth Amendment. So, I mean, I, I, I can see why you're upset. Because, the, you know, the FOP's like, oh, well, now you're just, now drug dealers that want to get rid of cops will just lure them in their house. And, you know, come on. The law was not set up so drug dealers can kill your cops. The law was set up because apparently you have a problem with cops violating Fourth Amendment rights. 
That is the Fourth Amendment, right? I believe it is. Illegal search and seizure. So, I mean, you know, I, I'm i all for that law. And it's not because, oh, I want to go out and kill me some cops. I'm for that law because that is the state, the government, in this in that particular state, saying, uh, the, protecting the Fourth Amendment, protecting your Bill of Rights. That's a state, Ron, doing more for the rights of those constituents in that state than the federal government is doing for them as far as protecting your Bill of Rights. So, but if police officers keep acting the way they do, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, do they expect people to just continue to lay down? I mean, I know you can say this on a larger scale. Well, if the government keeps, if Obama keeps lying to us and using executive power, how much more will we take? That's a little different. Because there's some fear there because of, you know, the race card and, and, and all the negative stuff that the race baiters want to throw at you if you get mad at our president. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not it's not the fact, but it's the vision and the dream that the race baiters want. So it creates this fear. If the police don't knock it off, these, how much longer do you think people all over the place are going to be like, yo, enough's enough. I mean, what do the citizens in Fullerton, California feel like tonight is what I'm wondering. Can I I jump in here? Sure, jump on in. The water's fine. (laughs) I don't want to get in over my head because you guys seem like you're already doing so. No. Um, my, my, My comment, and I guess what disturbs me the most, is not only are these cops doing what they're doing, but there's also a major case of CYA here where, you know, I mean, I, I understand that cops protect cops. And I understand that internal affairs likes to maybe cover up for their own and all that kind of stuff. But to blatantly do it where there's cameras rolling, whether or not they know that the video is rolling, but I, I would assume that, that they knew it was. You know, I mean, you know, how many times have you seen evidence disappear in the you know in in cases um yeah i mean the, the, in, in the case of the deaf man tony yes dash cam video can't be produced nobody knows what happened in the dash cam video that's what i'm talking about um you know but i mean you know and and, and you know we, we see these cases all the time where you know, like at a, at a murder scene, all of a sudden, you know, well, I don't know what happened to that. I mean, it was here, you know, and it's because of the fact that there's something going on where somebody dropped the ball or somebody didn't do something that, you know, it could be very suspect as to pointing to one of the, uh, their own members in their department. And right. it's, you know, we we rely on police officers to uphold the law, not just uphold which portions that they feel is important to them for for whatever reason it is. Mm-hmm. And when society feels that, that that judgment is being violated, then yeah, I mean, you know, we you know, we we're seeing more and more cities taking away uh, guns from citizens, but what I want to see them try to do is just you know, you know go 
go ahead and try to take that away from from the criminals. You know, as it is right now, everybody that tells you, you know, if you keep a firearm in your house, you've got to keep it locked up. You've got to keep the ammo away from the weapon. Okay, some of that might be true. If you've got kids, you don't want to see any kind of accidental shooting and all that kind of stuff. But I'll be doggone it if I've got a gun in here because if I feel like I'm being threatened or, you know, somebody breaks into my house, the last thing I'm going to do is tell some burglar, well, hold on a second, let me go get my keys to go unlock my gun cabinet so I can shoot you. Right. You know, now I do know a couple of friends of mine that do have gun safes or gun boxes that they keep by their bed and they've got push button combination locks on top of the box where they can feel it in the dark. You know, so the box is still safe. You know, and they can still get to it in a hurry. You know, and that's one thing. Right. But to have the, you know, the gun safe locked up down in the basement or something like that, say, okay, well, wait a minute now. I know you just broke into my house, but. You know, let me go make sure that you can't do anything else while you know while while you're in here. Right, that's just ludicrous. Yeah, it is. Well, <clears throat> you know, some as we as we've been saying lately with a lot of things, especially when it pertains to the federal government, something's got to, something's got to give. I mean, this you know this craziness has got to stop. Uh, you know, just uh, on a uh, real quick tailgating this thing about uh, that, and since Tony brought up gun laws and stuff. Uh, just out of Delaware today, lawmakers' first day back in Dover after six months' break, the Senate blocked uh, a new debate on Attorney General Bo Biden's bill that would have attempted to keep firearms out of the hands of those considered to be mentally ill. In other words, even if you were on an antidepressant, okay, Bo Biden... Yep, Uncle Joe's son, uh, here in Delaware, wanted uh, a bill that would that and and this is a violation of your HIPAA again. Basically, that would allow them to look at all your HIPAA records, everyone's medical records, and if you're even taking something that's that has to do with psychotropic drugs or anything like that, depression, whatever, then that would give him rights to bang your door down and take any guns out of your house. So I just want to say that in a big victory, uh, the House lawmakers uh, <clears throat> defeated the bill. I'm sorry. Da, 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 da. Uh, the Senate killed the bill that was passed 40 to 1 in the House here. That might tell you how the scales are set up here in Delaware, but it was defeated. The Senate uh, defeated it. And. Uh, to me, that's a gigantic victory because that was a really bad law. That was violating your constitutional rights. It was violating your HIPAA law. They were violating their own federal laws that they mandated to have that kind of law. So anyway, uh, that's that. Just want to bring that up. I feel really proud about that as a, as a patriot and a, and a patriot here in Delaware and a, an American citizen. I feel very uh, good today about that victory in Dover. So, there's that. Anyway, I want... it's about time that we uh, wrap this show up and ship it out, which we will do, because you can just listen to the show afterwards to get the podcast at Spreaker. Where do they go, Ron? 
Spreaker.com. Uh, <laughs> get the podcast <laughs> show notes. I want to thank our guest, Natasha Owens. Please visit her at natashaowensmusic.com and uh, find out where you can get the CD and then get the CD. That's how that works. You find out about it, you buy it, you listen to it, and then you share it. So that's how that works. Now, uh, to, uh, Sunday night, don't forget, Brock Rob joins me on the show, uh, and Ron, and uh, Tony, and Stan. And Stan had some homework this week, so he should be reporting back for some homework. I forget what it was. Something to do with the taxes. He's on a tear to make sure your taxes go well this year, as well as they could be. So that's Sunday night, 8 o'clock Eastern, right here on the Behind the Mic Radio Network, and I want you to be there. In the meantime, thank you, Ron, for joining me tonight, as usual. And, uh, of course, a big thanks to uh, Tony Richards behind the glass there. Thank you, Mr. Tony. And for everybody else, I better see you Sunday night, 8 o'clock. I'm serious. Yep. I better. Have a great night, sir. I'll be there. You better be there. Don't make me come finding you. I'll bang your door down. Without a warrant.